Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. And welcome to Elijah Streams. It is Tuesday, April 4, 2023. Uh, these are great days to be alive. It's just my tie to get that straight. Welcome to the broadcast. I, along with my wife, Doreen, uh, we founded this whole thing. Uh, 25 years ago and wait it's 26 years ago it's april so 26 years ago we founded uh elijah list which became elijah streams uh, it was totally by accident i wasn't trying to start a ministry i just wanted to send out encouraging prophetic words 1997 and uh sent it to 30 friends some some words that i found i thought well this will be fun uh, and, and I sent it to 30 friends at my local church. The next day I got a whole bunch of, I got, well, I started with one subscribe. Someone replied and put subscribe, please, from a different state. And I thought, well, what is that about? And then the next day and the next day, and pretty soon I'm getting multiple subscribes. I remember when 9-11 happened, all of a sudden I'm getting 600 subscribes a day. It was like everyone wanted to know what is God saying? Well, today we're going to find out what God's saying through Bobby Connor. Uh, he's a dear friend. I've known him for many, many years. So we're going to waste, not waste any more time. Let's get right to him. But let's run a quick spot reminding you of the wells that we're digging. So go ahead and run that. Giving a cup of cold water is a simple way to show someone they are valued, that you care about them. When Jesus talks about this, Maybe what he was trying to say, if someone cares enough to stop and think about what you need or what might help you, and they actually do something about it, wow, sacrificing for the benefit of another, that is loving your neighbor. Thank you for loving us, for giving us a cup of cold water. You give me a cup of cold water. And me. And me. And me. And me. And me. And me. Goodness, that young woman right at the beginning. Now that woman can preach. I mean, she's talking, she's teaching too. She's a teacher preacher and I have no idea what her name is. But uh, she can she can expound the word and she can make it practical. So whoever she is, God bless her. So, well, anyway, it's time to bring in Bobby Connor. So here we go. Bobby Connor, welcome. Hello, welcome. Good to see you. It's so good to see you. I call you a friend. I call you a father figure. I call you a spiritual father. You're. I call you a mentor. I call you a living example. <laughs> but you're all of those things, Bobby. I've been called a lot of things, to be quite <laughs> honest. Can you believe I've been preaching 53 years? I've averaged speaking five times a week for 53 Jeez. years. Jeez. I tell them I'm living proof. Practice won't make perfect. But, I haven't uh, even been married that long. I've been married 45 <laughs> years or about to be 45 years. My wife corrected me the other day. I said 46. Yeah. I usually round up for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, listen... It's welcome to the broadcast. I see we have a, a, a full list of what you're going to talk about, Bobby. Yes. Um, I, I've been I've done a lot of conferences with you. It's been a number of years since we've been together, but um, you're going to talk about the shepherd's rod today. And I know I there's a bunch of new people that go, "What's a shepherd's rod?" I get I get a rod. It's got that hook on it. But what's yeah. that about? All right. Uh, 
Bob Jones, uh, he's in heaven probably watching this uh, interview. And uh, here's what happened. Uh, Bob Jones had done the shepherd shot for decades and decades. And so Bob Jones comes to me uh, and he says, this is back 1994. And he said, uh, Lord wants you to do the shepherd shot. And I said, no, Bob, I'm not going to do that. But I didn't get to tell him why I wasn't going to do it. I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to copycat what somebody else was doing. I didn't want to, uh, you know. And so I said to Bob, no, Bob, I'm not going to do it. And Bob rubbed his hands like that. And he goes, well, he wants you to. And off he went. He was a little disappointed. <laughs> That's the way he talked too. Yeah, he yeah. Just... <laughs> just a little disappointed in me. But I, I, I was saying, I was standing there, uh, see, beat myself up, thinking, man, I didn't get to tell Bob why I wasn't going to do it. I didn't want to copycat what he was doing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so uh, the Lord appears. Bob's gone. The Lord appears to me and says, "I want you to do the shepherd trot." And I said, no, Lord, because. <laughs> oh, my because goodness. I, yeah. No, Lord, because I don't get revelation like that. Steve, when I said I don't get revelation like that, the Lord sucked me up off of earth and carried me to some big round sphere in the heavens. It's just a big round globe of a thing. And it had thousands of TV screens. That's what it looked like. And each screen would play a different sequel. But I could look at it. And as I'd look at it, I'd know everything about it, the most minute detail. I was thrown back down, and it's Jesus standing in front of me nearly laughed at me. He said, see, it's no problem for me to give you revelations. And so that's 28 years ago, and we've been doing the shepherd's rod ever since. And every day since that day, on the Day of Atonement, I have an encounter, a visitation from the Lord Jesus. He'll tell me some of the things that's going to happen in the future. We write in a book called Shepherd's Rod. We prophesied about the pandemic. You can read them. Uh, my wife, we've got uh, some archives of the every shepherd's rod we've had. And we we wrote about the pandemic before it came. I said, there's a deadly, devastating pandemic coming. It's going to be a shakeup for a wake up so that the body of Christ could position himself to take a greater glory. And then uh, so this one uh, here. Oh, man, can we talk about this? Yes, one? please do. Oh, man, this is the shepherd's rod. This is uh, the one for this year, and it's until, until. That's the name of it. Yeah, it says this, uh, uh, until. Uh, here's what happened. Go right there. Can you see that? Yeah. Until. Now, why until? Until changes everything because uh, this is what happened. If we're 20, we're 20 days away, 90 days away from the shepherd's rod. I'm in Texas typing on, on uh, some PowerPoints for the schools. And the, the Lord said to me, hey, Bobby, do you know the theme and the thrust for this year's shepherd's rod? And I said, no. And almost he said, I do. And then a moment later, he said, do you want to know? And I said, yes, I want to know. What is the theme and the thrust for this year's shepherd's rod? And he said, the gavel of God and the verdict of God. The gavel of God and the verdict of God. I said, okay. I, I, it's right in here. I wrote it. I said, you telling me that the shepherd's rod is going to be the gavel of God and the verdict of God? He said, that's correct. Now, I'm sitting in my office there in Texas. And I said, okay, what do you want me to do now? He said, I want you to take your hand and type on your uh, computer wow. screen go and, and Google gavel of God. So I put gavel of God and I punch Google. I punch the search button. Steve, I like to fell out of my chair. Guess what popped up? An article you published 14 years ago. Oh, my goodness. Bobby, Bobby Connor and the gavel of God. God said, that's it. I want you to 
that's going to be the theme and the heartbeat and the trust for so this you year's had, Shepherd's Rod. Are you saying, Bobby, that you had already had that word like years and years before? 14 years ago. Even recall having it. Is yeah, right? you can pull it. Up. That's what jumped up. Bobby, that was, was your publication of Bobby Connor and the Gavel of God. Jeez. That's right. And he said, he said, now's the time to bring that alive to all the body of Christ. And the word until, I'll just read it to you. Yes, I'm reading please. out of, I'm reading now, I'll, I'll read out of Daniel chapter seven and starting with verse 21 and 22, and you'll understand the word until. Okay, now this is Daniel 7, 21 and 22. As I kept looking, that horn, that means the evil forces, every bit of the evil forces combined together. And it's talking about Lucifer, it's talking about the Antichrist, it's talking about demons. It says, as I kept looking, the horn was making war with the saints, the believers, and overpowering them until, say until, wow. until the Ancient of Days came and judgment was passed in favor of the saints of the Most High God. And the time arrived when the saints the believers took possession of the kingdom. I'm telling you, until we've been living through that until moment, until the ancient of days stands, drops his gavel, renders a verdict in behalf of the saints of God. I'm telling you guys, and he said, you prepare my people. We've never been where we're going now. So this past day of atonement, on the day of atonement, I'm sitting on my back porch uh, out here in Moravian Falls. And uh, oh, it's a wonderful place for anointing. And so uh, it, it was cold. And so my wife had covered me up in a blanket. And I'm sitting out there. Uh, it's the last day of the Day of Atonement. And it, when sun comes, it goes, sun goes down. Yeah. Anyway, so here I am out there on the porch. And I hear something. Steve, it sounded like Huey helicopters. <laughs> and I look. And here comes angels, warring angels, hmm. probably, probably 50 feet tall. And listen now, uh, all of this is in the shepherd's rod, step by step. Here's what happened. The, the angels started screaming. They're, they're above the ground a long way, and they start screaming to me, sound the alarm, awake the warriors. And they started crying out, uh, uh, divine urgency, divine urgency, sound the alarm, awake the warriors, mobilize the body of Christ. Look up the word mobilize, getting the troops to the most advantageous place to engage the enemy and win. And so uh, it was the most amazing thing. So I was I was having a time. The angels, you can hear, and they're screaming, sound alarm, wake the warriors, mobilize the body of Christ, get them out of the sidelines to the front lines. And then all of a sudden, all oh, listen now, watch this. Out of the West, here comes a glory cloud, a really? glory cloud. Wow. Uh, Carolyn was taking a picture of me in my blanket, and she caught the glory cloud. In, and there's a big golden cloud that came in and swallowed me engulfed me really swallowed me just like this i'm telling you you and inside of this glory cloud it starts spinning it's spinning making revolutions like this like like a uh, you think a, it sounds uh, like a tornado. sounds like a movie like a tornado you're in the middle of yeah, a tornado yeah. like I'm, that. I, am, I am but with every revolution steve strategies would be written on the wall of this glory cloud and i mean it's going so fast and uh it was mind-boggling and i said lord I don't think I can maintain all of this information. He said, no, Bobby, I'm not putting it in your mind. I'm putting it in your spirit oh, wow. so, so we could uh, apprehend the strategies of God. The first strategy is we got to get the body of Christ together. A house divided can't stand. We got to get unity, not uniform to unity. We got to start really moving together as an army. And I think the church sometimes is the only army gets in a circle and holler, shoot. You know, we're wounding our own people. But anyway, though, so the day of atonement, 
we go all the way back to that 14 years. And that's where I met the Ancient of Days. Oh, man. You know, let, it, I, put it, I put every word of it in here. L let me get yeah, that. I, want, I, I want people to get that. It's, this year it, is it, called Until. the. Uh, here's the link right there. If you go yeah. there. Uh, I know I know Bobby very well. He's not into yeah. he, his ministry isn't selling books, but it costs money to do that. And, uh, yeah, and yeah. I'm going to get that, too, because uh, and one thing. Can I just say this, Bobby, about you? Yeah. I have learned from you. Uh, some people say a little of this and a little bit of that. And you go, yeah, OK, I heard you say that. Yeah, I heard. But every word that you say is pregnant with meaning. People would would be tempted to discount this sentence or that phrase or that chapter. And I'm, let me just say, don't do that. This don't is, do it. These words are powerful. Yeah, Amos 3, 7 says, surely, absolutely. God will not do a single thing on planet Earth without first revealing what he's going to do to his servants, the prophets. And the prophets, we need to get into the, the, the presence of God and hear what God is saying. And God wants to share what he's doing. Yeah. The, the Bible said in Ecclesiastes 3.1, there's a time and a season and a purpose for every activity of God under heaven. So what God does, he tells the prophets what he's going to do. The prophets get up and prophesy to the nations what God's going to do. And then the Holy Spirit comes and accomplishes what has been prophesied. And Can so I ask Bible, you this about, uh, um, pardon me for interrupting. I know no, you talk fine. a million, million miles an hour, so I have to jump I in there real quick. I, I do. When you say until, and then you read that scripture, uh, yeah. and you know, the judgment was rendered in favor of the saints. Uh, -huh. uh, and then you talk about, how do I want to ask this? Uh, the until infers that, because I always thought that was, that was when it was time for everyone to go to heaven until, but I don't think I hear you say that. No, I think no, I hear I, you saying this is right now. This is right now. And it says, and the saints, I'll read it a little slower. You ready? As I kept looking, the horn, the evil forces, were make, was making war with the saints, the believers, and overpowering them until well, he was the, the devil was winning the war until the until the ancient of days. Now I've seen the ancient of days with my and it's I write about it. You that's that article you printed. Uh, it's the wildest thing. I'll talk about it when I get through reading here until the ancient of days. Ancient of days in the Bible is God in his full, full power. Uh, he's in a robe of burning fire. Anyway, the ancient of days came and judgment was passed in favor of the saints of the most high God. And at that time, the time arrived when the saints, the believers took possession of the land. See, that's what we got to do. We've got to arise to the occasion and 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 pick up the spoils that God has made for us here. Wow. Uh, and the Lord said we can get back sevenfold everything the devil's stolen from us. Isn't that a wild thing? Yeah, but, it is. Uh, the Ancient of Days. Uh, here's how I met him that 14 years ago. I'm in I'm in Texas and we uh, had a home have a home there and uh, I'm asleep uh, laying in bed and then I wake up laying in bed just and I'm wide awake. I'm just got my head on the pillow and I'm just blinking and my wife's asleep beside beside me. And all of a sudden uh, I see in the room, the room's dark, but I see a figure move, moving in the room. And, I, and I'm looking because we're the only two people there and I'm looking. And in a moment, it just it just materialized like this, a, 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 a big uh, angel. And the angel came to the side of my bed and said, get up. I got up and I, I was totally dressed. The moment my foot 
My, really? I, I, and I put on nothing I, as far as I, I didn't button the shirt, but I'm totally dressed. And the angel said, follow me. And he goes to our door, the bedroom door, and it, and he reached and opened the door himself. And uh, uh, so we were supposed to be in the hall of my house, headed to the family room is where that door leads. But when he opened the door, Steve, for as far as I could see, was a pathway, uh, uh, almost like a tunnel with a pearl or arches like this, as far as I could see. And this angel standing by me said, we're going there talking about and it looked like miles and miles and miles and this is kind of a comical thing and i'm behind this angel thinking oh man that's going to take a long uh, that's going to take a long time <laughs> sounds like me and yeah that's yeah a long and I, walk. Didn't, <laughs> I didn't even say it i just thought it and the angel stuck said here give me your arm and i stuck out my arm like that and he put his hand on my arm it raised us both up about eight inches off the floor and in a split second where we covered all that distance and the angel almost uh, uh jokingly with me said that's how we do things. And then there was a living, we stopped at a, in the, in the, uh, a living fountain of light and water coming down like this, making a wall. And we're standing there and the angel does like that. And the wall, the wall of water Jeez. and light parted like this. And a big bolt of lightning goes boom like that on the floor. And the, up from it came a pedestal, a beautiful pedestal of light. And then on the pedestal of light was a Bible. But it was looked like a Bible that was used for ornamentation. It wasn't wore out, you know. It yeah. didn't look like it had been studied. And the the angel said to me, "I'm looking at the Bible on the pedestal." And he says, "Here." And he was standing right beside me, so he was going to he was going to hand me a gavel. And so I reached for it with my left hand. He said, "No, you must take it with your right." So I had to reach over there and get it with my right hand. He said, "I want you to take this gavel and hit that Bible." So I took the gavel out of the hand of the angel. I got a wooden gavel and I went, wham, it, 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 a bolt of lightning came in. Crazy. I, I was blinded for a moment. And God said, you better tell my people, this is the year of the open book. The Bible said, my people are being destroyed for lack of knowledge. And our faith is waning because we're getting, uh, we're not getting the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But we tell all about this. This is the time the saints will prevail and we will possess the kingdom. I'm telling you, God never intended for the devil to run this thing. Genesis 126, he said, let us make man and let's give man kingdom authority. And we, we're going to, the body of Christ is going to come out of our, our, our uh, you know, this being so timid, so shy. The Bible said in Joshua chapter one, I like Joshua chapter one, verse eight, said the words of this book shall not depart from your eyes. You shall meditate upon them day and night, and it'll guarantee you overwhelming success. I tell people, if you want to be a flop, stay out of the Bible. But if you want to be uh, successful, get in the Bible and let the Bible get into you. That's so good. that was Joshua chapter one, verse eight. Here's Joshua chapter one, verse nine. Be bold, be brave. Be very courageous. Go do what you're commissioned and called to do because you will not be going by yourself. The Lord is with you. The Bible said the Lord is with me as a dread champion. Wow. I'm telling you, dread champion means mighty warrior. And the Bible says Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against you will prosper. But I, I won't, I, I'm uh, Steve, I appreciate you telling the people about yes. the book and, and get it if you will. Please oh, do. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and uh, Bobby, this is about... Uh, not to be too re repetitive, but this is about not about getting ready or being obedient so we can finally go to heaven. This isn't about the moments before heaven. Yeah. 
This is about right now, about the, yes. you said, you used the term, I think, you, I think the term was possessing the kingdom. You're talking about says. now. Am, yeah. I, am I overstating that or is it no, about no, now? Now is the time that, that until moment has given us uh, the privilege to take back the kingdom. It says, and the saints, the believers will possess the kingdom. P possess means take occupation of. And you have to drive off the, the squatters and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But he said, now he's given us favor wow. and he's given us a verdict. And I, I, I hope the people will get it and really, really take time to read about it. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Because these are the times. Things can happen now that prior to now couldn't happen. Because the evil force was, it says, ruling over the the saints of God, and one of the things we got to do, we got to number number one, we got to find out whose we are, so we can know who we are. The Bible said in Revelation one says, "Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and mm -hmm. has made us to be kings and priests." Now, so you need to start ticking that off. I am a king. I am a priest. Okay, the Bible that you hold in your hand says the word of a king has authority and power. And so we need to start exercising that. And the Bible says a priest can solve, settle uh, uh, confusion and, and, and chaos. And so do we, we, need, we need some priests to take a stand and, and solve the chaos that's in our nation and the corruption that's in our yeah. nation. While talking about that, the Lord visited with me and he said, one of the things I want you to stress every time you get before my leaders is I'm after two things. I'm going to I'm going to eliminate two things in the lives of my leaders. Number one, contamination, the 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 fruit of the flesh, and the next is compromise. That that's a spirit of the fear of men. And he said I'm taking he said I'm taking that out of my leadership's lives. He wants us to be confident. He wants us to be clean. It says, "Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? He that has clean hands and a pure heart." And so we God's not going to put up with uh, having one foot in the world, one foot in the church. We got. We got to come out from among them, be separate, touch not the unclean thing. God said, I'll be your God. You will be my sons and daughters, declares the Lord God Almighty. But listen, uh, I don't think in all these 50-something years, I've never been more convinced uh, of what God's going to do during this period of time. We're going to get back sevenfold everything the devil stole. That's so it really is. And I'm telling you, God is going to give us power and authority that we've never, we've never dreamed was available. Remember what the Bible said? Jesus Christ is same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm -hmm. Now, how was Jesus? He went about doing good, healing all that was possessed of the devil, setting them free. And the, then Jesus said, as my father sent me, now I'm sending you. Now's his time. We got to get out of the, out of the sidelines and to the front lines. One of the things we're going to have to do is get uh, much more bold. Now, I'm not talking about swagger and, and, and mm. attitude. I'm talking about uh, being right with God that gives you a boldness. Resist the devil, he'll flee. Romans 16, 20 said the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet. If you'll study about you and the devil, he's under your feet. The Bible said greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. The Bible said we're more than a conqueror. The it's Bible so said this. He said, I give you power. Behold, I give you power to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and it'll in no wise hurt you. I'll guarantee you this, the devil's running scared now since this, uh, this, this rendering a verdict in behalf of the saints of God. And so uh, I, I promise you this, if you will get the shepherd's rod and sit down and begin to read it, it'll transform your attitude and your life.
It really will. No longer do we have to sit back and go, oh, I wish I could, I should have. No, it's a, a now time. Now. Let me ask you a, a question. I, I asked you just off the air, uh, there's, a, there's a, an expression that you've used for a couple of decades now. Yeah. And you said we've become too familiar with a God we hardly know. Uh, and I want you to tell, and I've never asked you, what do you mean by that? Uh, give an example, maybe. Even you can think of an example that would bring that home. Okay, I, I think we're uh, we're uh, much too familiar with the God we barely know because we don't hardly know God. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, and the Bible tells us we got to rescue troops, truth, so truth can rescue us. Now, but uh, way too familiar. Here's what the Lord has showed me: that we've substituted familiarity for intimacy. The mm -hmm. only way to get to know God is search for him, seek for him. Uh, and people ask me, Bobby, how can I seek the Lord? Number one, the first step, the first step in seeking the Lord is Matthew 6, verse 6. Matthew 6, verse 6 says, get in the quietest room of your house, shut the door. Psalms 46, 10 and 11 says, be still and know that I'm God. We live in a culture, Steve, wow. that detests silence. They detest, but God won't. The Lord shook his finger at me once. I did a whole teaching on seeking the Lord while he may be found. Call upon the Lord while he's near. And the Lord said, Bobby, when it comes to seeking me, tell my people I detest multitasking. See? If we oh, wow. Say, say that again. Gonna, I detest yeah, Lord, what? I detest multitasking. That means if we're going to seek him, we've got to shut out everything else wow. and get still. The Bible said it this way in the book of Job. Acquaint now thyself with God and be at peace and good shall come unto you. Uh, why, why do we need that peace? Romans 16, 20, the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet. I like that, don't you? Yeah, um, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, and, and I I, I, <laughs> I feel convicted because it's easy to have a Bible in one hand and my smartphone in the other. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh my goodness. That's not Gu seeking guilty. the Lord. Guilty, guilty. <laughs> that thing even vibrates. I have to take a quick look. And that, that doesn't help intimacy, does it? No, it doesn't. I, I, I know we've got to unplug. And let me tell you when to seek the Lord. If you, you know, yeah. early. Don't wait till the end of the day. Yeah, I know the, you'll say, well, the kids got to go to school, the carpet, God got to get it. No, settle down. Seek the Lord early. Get up early wow. enough to get in a quiet place. Psalms 46, 10, 11 says, be still and know that I'm God. See, the devil knows that verse really well. He knows if he does not disturb you and distract you and uh, get you uh, sidetracked, uh, you're going to learn about God. And the people that do know their God will demonstrate strength, display strength, and take action. Daniel but, eleven two B. Bobby, he does doesn't he want us to also, or at the same time, know him as Abba, which means Daddy. Yeah. How, yeah. You know, how, can you? I don't even know how to ask this question, but how do we know him as Dad or Daddy, and this awesome reverence of God? I mean, can you think of a, a of an example of how to do that? Yeah, just realize realize how awesome and how powerful he is, and he still loves us. He knows yeah. everything bad, evil, wicked we've ever done, and still loves us. Your friends mm -hmm. won't. If you find your friends find you doing something, do, uh, they'll, they'll distance themselves. But when Father God sees you struggling, he draws near. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother, and we'll know him. I'll tell you a verse that's coming up pretty big in the in the spirit realm right now is a book out of the book of Song of Solomon. Who is this? Coming up out of the wilderness, leaning on her beloved. It's the church coming up. Remember, the Bible said the bride 
has made herself ready. So yeah. these are, uh, Steve, these are some of the most productive, fruitful years we'll ever live. But really? we've got to tell we got to tell the truth about the truth. It's the consummation of the age. And uh, I'm telling you, uh, our nation has never faced the demons and the principalities that are here now. I, I said, okay, I'll just get straight with you. Yeah, yeah go for it. And by the I, way, I, uh, we're on Rumble, so you can say anything you want I, to. So That's good. Here we go. This is, I asked the Lord. All of a sudden, we wake up, and there's, there's principalities and powers and rulers of darkness just trampling, unchallenged in our nation. And I said, God, how did these demons get in here so rapid, uh, so, so, so easily? Yeah. And he told me. He said, here's here's when they got in here. You remember when you remember when President Donald Trump mm -hmm. stood and read the read the uh, situation of the nations, the, the nation. He was yeah. reading the, the, yeah, the, state uh, of the oh, I know what you're you know, it's like state the, of the state Union. of the union. Right. That's, yeah. With Nancy Pelosi behind him. That's, that that's it. That's it. Uh, he reads the state of the union and it was glowing and glorious. And then here's Nancy Pelosi standing back, pulling the tearing it up. That's rebellion. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Gee. And that's where they came. The Lord told me, Bobby, that's the portal that let them in. See, that was rebellion at a high had a high place, at a high gate of authority. And that's that's why they're in here now. But here's what we got to do. We got to take a stand for righteousness. Yeah. And no weapon formed against us will prosper. We got to start. We have got to get much more bolder. Here's the problem. Uh, the Bible says the righteous would be as bold as a lion. The Bible said the wicked are running. Nobody's even chasing. So I think probably that our timidity is testimony to our carnality. See, if the righteous are going to be bold as a lion, so the devil tries to get us mixed up in sin, mixed up in all kind of uh, things. God wants us to be holy. Be ye holy as I am holy. The Bible said pursue peace and holiness, for without holiness, no person will see the Lord. And I don't know where we get this, that we can just do anything we want to and then just ask God to forgive us. That's not in the Bible. Right. The opposite is Now you can't just sin. If we sin willfully after we receive the knowledge of that sin, there remains no more sacrifice for that sin. But a fearful looking, a fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversary. Oh, my goodness. So, that's uh, that's <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. in the word, isn't it? But but it's, yeah. but you don't hear that preached from. The, from the no, pulpit. I, oh my that's goodness. our problem. Yeah. The Lord told me once, the, the Lord told me, said, you better tell my people I'm not near as easy to get along with as some preachers have made me out to be. Oh, my. Yeah. Listen. Uh, Wait, we, say we, that we, one more time. I got to I got to get that. <laughs> I got to take that okay. in. The, the Lord told me, said, you better tell my people I'm not near as easy to get along with as some preachers have made me out Jeez. to be. That's when the super secret friendly uh, yeah. stuff was going on. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. All your sins are forgiven. No, listen, no. Uh, I'm telling you, unless we confess our sins and forsake our sins, they're not forgiven. And uh, we try to cover them up and stumble on them the rest of our life. But uh, if we'll confess our sin, he is faithful and just. And I, 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 I'm just excited about the fact that there, the Lord's turned a new page. We're going to have to we're going to have to we're going to have to answer up and get in this thing and get serious. The Lord, the Lord wants me to do a school around our nation and I'll just break it here. On, yeah, please uh, do. And he said, he said, Bobby, I want you to uh, do a school around the whole nation and train my leaders on the subject of the centrality of the centricity of Jesus Christ. See, he said, if my leaders don't know me, those that are following the leader will be more confused. 
So I'm going to I'm going to do a school for leadership and pastoral leadership, evangelist uh, on, on the centricity of Christ. Everything, everything, every molecule, everything consists in him, by him, through him, for him. And we've got to get to know Jesus. I mean, not uh, not be, not just the Easter story, not just yeah. we've got to get to know Jesus. By the way, and, can I just point this out? Because I know you and I know you're the, the level of your gifting. When you say every molecule, you literally mean every molecule, right? You're not, molecule. you're not just throwing out words. You're not just no, throwing... no. By him, everything was created. Wow. Isn't that amazing? And by yeah. everything, everything coheres, comes together. Remember when he died on the cross? It says the rocks open yeah. because the one that kept the rocks together had given up his life. I'm telling you guys, but it is very, very exciting right now. Uh, we're going to see a lot of people get saved. And the Lord kind of, uh, uh, it kind of uh, uh, chewed me out a little bit. Here's what he said. He said, Bobby, how come you've allowed one of the greatest tools of evangelism to just kind of be pushed to the side? I said, Lord, I'm not quite sure what you're talking about. And uh, he, he said, I'll show you what I'm talking about. Multitudes believed on him when they saw the miracles he did. Signs and wonders and miracles are a great key to winning the lost. But see, a lot of the church says, oh, you know, we don't want to hear that supernatural stuff. That's kind of weary. No, we've got to have supernatural signs and wonders. It says multitudes believed on him when they saw the miracles he did. I started our ministry. God said, I'm sick and tired of my people hearing about miracles and not seeing them. I said to him, what do you want me to do about it? I was a Baptist preacher. He said, I want you to lease up the secular room. I want you to put out an ad, come see a demonstration of God's power. Wow. And so finally, the Friday came uh, to, for him to come see a demonstration of God's power. I had a church building that he said, don't do them in the building. Do it in a secular place. So we went to kind of a little conference center thing. And this is the Friday night. I'm behind the, I'm behind the curtains. So I pulled the curtains out to see how the crowd's coming. Oh, Steve. The whole crowd was, the whole bunch was there, but here's how they were. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. Here's a Baptist preacher that said, come see a demonstration of God's power. Oh, I jerked the curtains too like that. And I, I said to God, God, what am I going to do? And he answered me. He said, you're going to look real silly if I don't show up. And don't you ever <laughs> forget it. And we stepped out there and miracles happened. And Paul, see, that's where I got the the theme for uh, that part of the ministry uh, said, I, I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and fear and much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in a demonstration of God's power. Can I ask you so a question, Bobby? I, you know, I've known a yeah. lot of people. I'm not thinking of any one person, but actually a lot of faces are before me and they have seen a lot of miracles. They've seen prophetic come true. They've seen people get healed, and it's not like I see them do this, but in their in their heart, I can see them do this. And I'm going, if they see it, I I guess I'm asking for a solution. What what do we do when when God's people who are saved see these things and they go, ah, oh, yeah, well, I'll believe it. Well, you know, that could have yeah. been this. That could have been that. What do we yeah. do about yeah. that? We, we've got to help them out. Their, their problem is uh, a double-minded person is unstable in all their ways. Yeah. And so we've we got to make sure that they believe the Bible. And then one of the things that I've I found that's helpful is when a miracle takes place, look for the, that same type of miracle in the Bible and oh. you can show, you know, and then you can show this is that, what you know, and that's what we've got to, 
That's, That's how we've good. gotten to know the Bible better. So we'll have a template for what comes up. Uh, hey, so I, I, I was in a meeting just this just two days ago, and a little five-year-old boy, we was, I was walking through the crowd, and a little five-year-old boy, uh, he, uh, I, I, here's what I said to him while I'm walking through the crowd preaching. I had a microphone. I said, the Bible says, except you become as a little child, you can't see or enter the kingdom. And I said, I suspect we may have to digress to advance. And all of a sudden, a little bitty kid began to pray in tongues. I mean, the, the little bitty kid, his dad later uh, brought him to me and said he's never done that. And the little kid started praying in tongues, and it was powerful. He never let her rip. And so uh, I, I go over there to him. I said, uh, uh, what happened to you? And he was just, just like a little man. He said, well, Jesus came to me and said, uh, I want to use your tongue. That's what he said. Wow. And he said, said, these words just came came out of my mouth. He said, I don't even know what they said, but I, you know, and so anyway, then I said, well, what happened then? He said, when, when he quit using my tongue, I could see. And he said, I saw a lot of people that thought they were real, real big. But Jesus said, when he looked at them, he saw them real, real small. And so I, I'll tell you what, uh, we better, we better listen to the children. So you, you mentioned that off the air and interpret that if you will. If, if they thought they were big and they're small, what does that mean? What does it that means mean? that they're, pr the, they're pride and look what I've done. You know, look what I can do. No, oh, we can't do wow. anything. John 15, 5 says without him, we can't do nothing. And uh, But we've got to, we've got to uh, the Lord told me one time, Steve, he said, the highest form of treason in ministry is to take the gifts I've given you to win the people to him and use the gifts to win the people to yourself. Oh, he said wow. that's a he said that's the highest form of spiritual treason in ministry. But I think some people, uh, uh, they, they understand, they don't understand to the degree we need to. We can't do nothing without it. Yeah. Uh, the first time I ever read that in John 15, 5, I was a young preacher. And, you know, and I read, without me, you can do nothing. It made me mad. I go, how dogmatic? How, how can he say I can do nothing? And then I kind of chilled out, took a deep breath. And I thought, maybe I don't understand the Greek word nothing. <laughs> so back then, back then you had to get a book called Vines and Weast and all this big old thick books. Yeah. I got my Greek books out and I started studying John 15, five, nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. Guess what it is in the Greek? Nothing is a big old vacuum, a big old zero with a vacuum sucked in it. It's less than nothing. It's nothing. Without him, what we do applies to nothing. So with him, through him, he'll infuse us with inner strength and we do all things through Christ who in, enters and energizes me. So uh, let's don't get to the point where we said, look what I did. We couldn't have got out of bed if it wasn't for the grace of God. Isn't yeah. that amazing? Every good and perfect gift comes. But yeah. to answer your question about it, I think we've got to get to know God and really realize he's who he says he is. Yeah. And we need to, we need to give him glory for what he does. Yeah. Have you ever wondered what it, why it says we need to offer the sacrifice of praise? Yeah, you know, when I see that, Bobby, I, I you know, I thought, well, you just need to praise and and do it from the heart and do it when you feel like it. And then I re-reading reading it over and over, and it's it's called a sacrifice, which I suppose yeah. means praising Him when you don't particularly feel like it. That's, what, that's what's it. your thought? That, that's it. That's it. Okay. It's when you feel like it the least, you need to do it the most. Wow. Let the high praises of God be in our mouth. And uh, I'll tell you one, one key for you saints, if you want to stir up the devil and get him uh, uh, agitated and fearful, when you, when you get before your people, do Psalms 
Shout to the Lord with the voice of triumph and smite your hands and it'll incite fear and terror and dread in the camp of the enemy. So, Bobby, does it look like, I'm going to make up a, a scenario. Let's say you, you and your wife are irritable and you just weren't that gracious to each other. You know, my wife and I are very happily married, so we don't exactly get in fights. We just never get in fights. But maybe there's a moment, some moments when we're irritable and we know we shouldn't have been irritable. Does it look like you go in the bedroom and you can you confess to her, you say, I'm sorry, and you go in the bedroom and you say, I'm sorry, but then does it look like, but I still don't like how it happened. I still don't agree. And then at that moment, you say, but nevertheless, I praise you, God. What does it look like? Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Yeah, well, humble. you have to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he might exalt you. And apologizing for error is one of the most humbling things that can happen. And so uh, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about, but when you do wrong, it's better just to say, I'm so sorry. I didn't respond to that in the way I should, because the Bible said, husbands, love your wife, even if Christ loves your wife. Oh, my good. It does, doesn't it? It does. I I got shoot. I got got heartbroken one time. My oldest son, uh, uh, he's in his mid-50s now, but when he's young, his job was to mow the yard at the parsonage, you know. And uh, that he would he would do a good job mowing the yard with a push mower and keep it uh, looking good. I come in from a trip one time and I, I was tired, and, but that's no excuse for acting yeah. an idiot. So here we go. I come in and the whole yard is mowed meticulous till it gets to the section right next to the flower bed. And it was still uh, real, really. So I go in there and instead of congratulating him on all the part he mowed, I chewed him out for the part that wasn't mowed. Why didn't you finish your jobs? Finish what you start. And then he finally interrupted my 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 me and said, well, Dad, the mower broke. Oh, see, wow. The, 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 <laughs> see, see, and it was impossible for him to finish his job. And so, uh, I, boy, it hurt me on the inside. And I go to I go to my office and I open my Bible and Steve thinks it's cold as frost in there. And the Lord said, here's what he said. He said, that breaks my heart. Oh, my goodness. He said, he said aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? I don't treat you like that. And I said, and I, I had to get down to my, my son and just get on my knees and apologize to him. But it was one of the best things that happened, honestly. But uh, uh, I'm telling you, when we foul up, we are to man up and say, listen, I'm so sorry. That's not the Christian response. And so. Uh, and uh, then and then on the part about uh, the sacrifice of praise, um, there are times when all of us feel absolutely dry to the bone there's yeah. nothing in us that wants to praise and everything's gone wrong. Are you, Bobby, are you saying just right at that moment, just say, God, I just praise you for, I don't, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm just. Yeah. Even when you don't feel like it, yeah. just say, God, I want to worship you and and begin just use a verse. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Oh, that's good. I fear, you know, and begin to just call the scriptures back. And, you know, because the circumstances wants to drive us away from God. Yeah. But the Bible said, Isaiah 26, 3, if we'll stay focused on him, he'll give us perfect peace. And uh, the devil distracts us away and tries to show us all the calamity and all that. Let's don't look at that. We look at it, but that's just our glance. Our gaze is on the Lord and the goodness of God. Uh, when you I, I, when when that scripture where it says you know submit to God resist the devil and he will flee please. flee from you I you know I wonder if you have any more insight on that part because it says you know submit to God 
resist yes. the devil and he will flee. Now fleeing is a fleeing in fear. You know, so what kind of submit to God causes him to literally flee in fear? Our goal is, Steve, is for us to get so much like Jesus, the devil can't tell whether it's Steve or Jesus. You know, see, greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. So when, when he looks, he doesn't, he, we don't need to show him frail Bobby or frail Steve. We want to show him inside the spirit of the living God inside of us. And uh, we, we can be bold and brave. And he, the devil is under our feet. Uh, he does not want us to know that he's more afraid of us than we are him, oh, wow. the devil. And so uh, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and God will exalt you. That, that's what it says. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and God will exalt you. But if we get a role reversal and I start, I start exalting Bobby, God mm. has to take over Bobby's job of humbling and God can always do a better job. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, so, so. Uh, let me just change uh, the subject for a moment. Um, people are watching. I have no idea what you're going to say. But I'm going to remind you that you're on Rumble. You can say whatever you want. You don't have to talk in code. Uh, but without knowing what where you stand or what you're going to say, right now Trump has been, been indicted or is being indicted. He's being arraigned. I think it was happening as you were coming. Yeah. What what are God's people supposed to do right now in this situation? I think I think that our nation is in the most precarious situation we've ever been in my life. We're just this close to nuclear war, and we have some, uh, uh, just to be quite frank, some lunatic people in charge of our nation right now. Yeah. And uh, they've given away our money. Uh, uh, and I'll tell you, it's a, it's a drastic situation that we're in. But uh, we've allowed it by, by not coming out from among the world, being separate and touching not the unclean thing. Oh, but wow. here's, here, here's your deal about President Trump. I wrote about it in one of the shepherd's rods. I wrote, here's what I wrote. Donald Trump will win by a landslide, but it'll be stolen by fraud. But the saints of God will go up in the courts of heaven and win it back and come back. And Mike Pence will go to the uh, Supreme Court and win it back. But see, uh, that really? was God's plan. Yeah, really? I wrote about it. You can see it. And anyway, now here's the problem. Here's the deal right now. You asked me, what do you think is going to happen with Donald Trump? Yeah. Uh, uh, they meant it for bad, but God's going to turn it for good. And they don't understand. Touch not my anointed yeah. and do my servants no harm. You cannot look at the the ministry, the, the ministry, the things that Donald Trump accomplished while he was in presidency and not see that it had a gift upon it, an anointing upon it. And see, we think touch not my anointing. We're talking about some evangelist somewhere. No, we're talking about the former president of the United States. Wow. I think he still is. Yes, so I anyway, do too. I do too. Thank they, you for saying meant, that. By the way, yeah, you just went yeah, up and because I agree yeah. with you. They meant it for bad, but God, yeah. me, listen. Uh, oh, you, uh, you, you asked me, so I'm going to tell you. Yes, please do. You, Don't you, hold back. You and, I, you and I will be alive to see most of the people in the White House in the penitentiary. Wow. You and I will be alive to see most of the people in the in current leadership in our White House in the penitentiary. Wow. Uh, America is not America like we knew it. It's not. Uh, the first thing they well. It, you can look at the strategies that the devil used. Uh, he took away the patriots. You know, they, they took out the military patriots. Mm -hmm. And now they're teaching them transgender and how to respond, whether she's a he or he's a... That's the craziest mess. Is that we're, These are supposed to be teaching uh, men to war. Let the weak now declare I'm strong. Yeah. Uh, and, and, but anyway, we're in a real, real big mess that way. But uh, God can turn it around when we really cry out to him. And he's had it. 
before our face all the time, if my people which are called by my name. So we're in a mess and it's up to us. God won't change it from the White House, but he'll change it from the church house. But uh, it is a mess right now. So, it really, so, really so is. Good. I appreciate everything you said. Well, one last thing before I now ask you to pray if there, or, or if there's anything else you want to say. But um, there's a scripture, and I don't have it memorized uh, or even which book it's in. But the, the, but the passage goes, when we are faithless, he is faithful because he can't deny himself. Self. Uh, where is that? And what, can you talk about what that means in our life? Yeah, yeah. he's not fickled. Uh, he, you know, it says there's no shadow or variableness of turning with him. He's he's he he doesn't he's not going to be able to he's not ever going to say, well, Bobby, if you'd have got here Friday, uh, but now I'm a, I'm a little tapped out. And God will never say, I never saw that coming. He's got everything. And uh, even if everything seems to be dissolving and coming apart, don't fear. He's got it. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. And Philippians 1.6 is a great verse right now. It says, being confident of this very thing, he that begun a good work in us will continue it until the day of Christ Jesus. Mark this down. He's author and finisher, yeah. not author and oops. Awesome. We start projects and we go, oops. But he does. He's going to finish. What he's he's author and finisher of oops. Is that what you just said? No, he's author and finisher of our faith, not oops. Yeah, okay, not I, I've seen a lot of oops in, in my life, but uh, he'll finish what he started. And he did begun a good work and he will continue to, until the day of Christ Jesus. And uh, we're going to see the enemy minute for bad. And the enemy right now is communism. Yeah. You, cannot have, you cannot have Christianity and communism. No country on earth uh, can do that. Yeah. And so, uh, but uh, we're, we're going to see God do some wonderful things for us if we just stay focused on him. And one of the things I think we're going to have to do is become much more militant in our prayers, you know, and start praying. There's there's a verse that, that's pretty. Uh, I'll say it in I'll say it to him in Texican. See, there you I'm go. From, I'm from Texas. Yeah. Here's what it says: Make up your mind what you want. Tell God what that is, and He'll get it for you. What? Make up your mind what you want. Tell God what that is, and He'll get it for you. You say, "Where's that at?" Job twenty two twenty eight, and you shall. Decide a thing, make up your mind. Then you decree what you've decided and the Lord will establish it and the light of his favor will shine upon your pathway. That's what we got to do. We've got to start praying and declaring what we want to happen. Uh, and you can, Psalms 91, 11 said, angels are everywhere to protect us. We've got to get busy declaring what we want to happen. Can, you, can you declare in Texan for us what, give me an example. Okay, you know Trump's being arraigned and all this going. Declare in Texan that what would you say to God? Lord, I want to thank you that your word says you are with us as a dread champion and any weapon that was engineered against us will not prevail. And all of those that raise up against us, they'll fail and will not be able to do what they plotted and planned. At Jeremiah what, uh, 2011, God is with me as a dread champion. And uh, it's, it's pretty wild. That's good. I did, That's a whole, good. I, I did a whole book on dread champions. We got to get more militant now. Yeah, we do. Yeah, you know, I like what you say. Oh, I like what you're saying because uh, whatever we've done so far has been less successful than what we're about yeah. to do. I think. Uh, you know, you know. I mean, I do, You know, you know what one of them said. I don't want any conflict. I said, get out of church. <laughs> you do that oh. so well. I I don't want to fight. I don't want to. You know, just let oh, bygones be yeah. bygones and. Yeah. You know, you know what one preacher said, and oh Lord, 
Uh, 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 now, listen. Uh, Go I ahead. Understand. Go I, ahead. He, Let it rip. He came to me. He said, oh, Brother Bobby, I don't know. I would be so afraid just to turn loose and let the Holy Spirit have his way in my church. No telling what would happen. Oh, look. <laughs> I got him by the shoulder, and I patted him on the shoulder, and I said, sir, I'll tell you exactly, precisely what's going to happen. You get out of the way and let the Holy Spirit have his way in your church. The Lord Jesus Christ will be glorified. See, Jesus said, he, Holy Spirit, shall glorify me. And so, uh, but that, that I thought to myself, oh, bless his heart. You know, he, he was so afraid of yeah. the Holy Spirit. Anything the Holy Spirit does is always going to uh, honor the Lord Jesus. But yeah. I thought to myself. That's why I'm doing this thing on uh, the centricity of Christ for leaders. We have got the lead, got to get the leaders, uh, got to get rid of stinking thinking, yeah. and, and start start declaring, "I can do all things through Christ who infuses me with inner strength." It says in Colossians one twenty nine, "You can do it through superhuman energy." That's in the Bible. Really, you can, yeah. Colossians one twenty nine. I think most of do. us are are afraid. I know I've spent years being afraid like this. If I pray, Lord, completely have your way, no matter what it looks like, yeah. he's going to make me go to be a missionary in Africa. It's always a missionary in Africa. <laughs> he's going to make me do something that is not like me, not what I do at all. I mean, how would you respond to that? I mean, that's what most people okay. think, I think. I think we need to blow all the chalk away and see Jeremiah 29, 11. I know my thoughts, my plans I have towards you, declares the Lord. Thoughts of your success, not your failure. My intention is to bring you to a good end, not a dismal demise. That's Any good. plan God has for us is bigger and better than we can make for ourselves. Uh, one time, Jesus walked up to him and said, Bobby, I give you my personal permission to attempt to exaggerate what I'm about to do. So I said to him, I'll need a verse. He said, no problem, Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Now to him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or even dare to imagine Jeez. according to the power that works within us. Unto him be glory in the church, world without end. Amen. So I've heard you, and Bobby, I've heard you say that before, and I want you to say it again slower so people don't miss it. I give <laughs> you, the Lord's saying to you, I give you permission, and go ahead and say that. Yeah, it's really the Lord profound. said, Bobby, I give you my personal permission to attempt to exaggerate what I'm about to do. And we, we got to jerk the lids of limitation off. The Bible says, Genesis uh, 18, 14, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Job 42, 2 says, oh, God, I know anything you put your heart and your hands to do cannot be stopped. And so he, he's going to finish what he started. And uh, I've read the back of the book, Steve, we win. We win. That. We come out of this thing. Uh, we come out of this victorious. He I said, I created you to be the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. And so, so it good. doesn't much it doesn't much look like it doesn't much matter what the circumstances look like. We need to start declaring what God says. God, you said and, so uh, it, it'll come to pass. Well, you are a man of the word, unlike anyone I have ever known. And I mean that. So, I mean, even our staff after last time, you know, they that we were talking about it in, uh, off the air and they were just talking about how much a man of the word. You've got them not only memorized in the references, but you've got them in your heart So, uh, and you're living that. So I, I really want to honor you uh, for you. that um, as a father in the faith. So uh, um, anything else you want to add before we pray? No, no, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate your ministry of uh, letting people share what God's doing and uh, getting into hearts and homes. And I really do. I appreciate it. And I know it's not easy because like like you said, there's all kind of people gain safe oh, yeah. and they go. and 
especially when they're, you know, they're dealing with the prophetic and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But uh, I, I tell you, here's a great thing about the prophetic. that If you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you'll get a prophet's reward. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm going to tell you what a prophet's reward oh, is. Oh, I want to know that. Here it is. If you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you'll get a prophet's reward. Here it is. You ready? The deepest desire of your heart granted by the power of God. Jeez. Where's that in the Bible? The Shunammite woman. I perceive this as a mighty man of God that continues to pass by our house. Let's make a little room for him. And that made, made room for him. And she received a prophet. And then he, she stands at his door one day and says, he says, what is it you want? And she said, oh, I want a child. And he, she got her heart's desire. Isn't that cool? That's that's the best explanation yeah. I've ever heard. So that's good, good, good. Uh, would you feel like praying for the people as we close I, out? I will. I want to. I, I, I'm going to pray Psalms 90, verse 16 and verse 17. Oh, Lord, let your works be revealed. And let the signs of your power be uh, introduced to our children. And Lord, establish thou the works of our hands. Yes, God, the works of our hands, establish thou it. We yes. pray, Lord Jesus, that the glory of God will fill this earth as the waters cover the ocean. In Jesus' mighty name. I pray you'll encourage those that are discouraged, that they will mount up with wings as of eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. I thank you, God, that your strength is made perfect in our frailty. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Amen. God bless you, Bobby. Uh, uh, put that one, one more time up on the screen, bobbyconner.org slash bookstore. Uh, get, that, uh, get that shepherd's rod for 2023. Uh, I'm going to get it, so do not miss that. So, Bobby, thanks a lot. A quick reminder, uh, Clay Clark will be with us tomorrow. Don't miss that. Everybody have a great day. Thank you again and again and again, Bobby. I appreciate it. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. We'll see you all soon. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.